Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Nigga. Yeah. It's alright. Already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2021 Rocket, Rocket Mortgage Classic, the third rendition of this wonderful event in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I'm on Twitter at BDentric, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? Doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Fresh off uh, a Harris English W, so yeah. we're all good. <laughs> we're all good right there. Did you have him in one and done? Uh, I had been one and done. So it's back to back winners, Rom and English. It's my what the fourth, fuck? I think it's my fourth winner of the season, but I'm still. I've had. I have like four miscuts, four winners, and a bunch of like might as well miscut guys. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been frustrating to say the least. But that's uh, I just I just usually get the might as well miscut guys. So <laughs> and I did again. Yeah, no, it was it was fun. English has been trending, and he got it done. We'll see how things keep going this week as it's a much much lesser field. Uh, but it was a fun tournament. If you had to, uh, I got, <laughs> I kept tweeting it out there because they had the eight hole playoff with him and Hickok. Like uh, we finished playing golf and we we're in the, in the, the restaurant there, bar area, having lunch. It was all on and we're watching it and English drains the putt on 18. We're like, Oh man, this is awesome. He's going to win. Then Hickok comes and makes the putt. Okay. We're going playoff. Cool. Cool. Then it's like the debate. Do you want English to get number two or do you want Hickok to get his first? And I was like, Hmm. So, it was fun, but eight holes, eight holes, Jesse, a little bit much. Yeah, I didn't even realize it. Like, I I got home uh, late Sunday evening, and uh, some guys that I text with were texting about it, but I figured it was over by the time I got home, so I didn't even fucking pay attention until they were talking about how it was still going on and how rowdy the crowd was and stuff. And I didn't watch a single the crowd. Did of get golf. the crowd got very rowdy, and both those guys said if it wasn't for them, they probably would have lost a lot sooner because they were just kind of losing steam. But there was one at one point they were walking on the fairway, I think of eighteen, and like the Ole Ole soccer chants started by the crowd. <laughs> it was it was turning into a happy Gilmore scene. It was pretty wild. Not what I expected from the Northeast, not at all. But uh, yeah, it was fun. English got it done, of course. But I kept tweeting out like after like the third hole and then like the fifth one, I'm like put them on the drivable par four, make them make the risk reward shot. Like, let's do something here. Let's make them make a birdie because they're just par, 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 par. And it was like, no, make them go. Like, let's, let's see this happen. Yeah. Yeah. PGA don't care about that. So yeah, we'll see, but it was fun. It was um, a lot of the big dogs, you know, Bubba's Bubba's implosion. I know you didn't watch a lot of golf, but Bubba went full trunk slam on the back nine. I think he went five over on four hole stretch. It was impressive. Like very, very impressive. So, he he was uh he completely messed up. Uh, Bryson was Bryson Brooks finished well. Kiz did his thing. It was a weird week, but it was a good week. It was one of those that if I didn't, uh, my, my, I had three lineups all with English. I had one very very good lineup that finished well, but the miss it was a five of six, and the missed cut was Ricky Fowler. I said I never played Ricky Fowler. The one lineup I played Ricky Fowler in, I'm like, you got to be effing kidding me. So, well, we talked about that last week. You know, was he worth it? Yeah. This and you know. Yep. It, Obviously not in hindsight, but you know it's worth a shot at that price. I agree that with price, that. And, and now he's up to eighty seven hundred this week, so we'll get to talk what? about that one. So um, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But that'll pretty much wrap us up for the Travelers Championship recap. It was a fun one. Good field. 
I expect it'll keep kind of staying a similar feel like that. It's a good tournament. Awesome golf course. Absolutely awesome. I'd love to play TPC River Highlands. That place looks freaking awesome. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a film. Let's go to the Rock and Mortgage Classic, third year in Detroit. Um, Bryson, we'll get to that, but he's the main guy leading the pack on this field of a rather not top. It's it's not a great field, to say the least. But uh, what do you have for us on the past event history? Uh, Bryson won last year, 23 under, three shots over Matt Wolf. The year before that was the inaugural. Uh, Nate Lashley, 25 under, six shots over Doc Redman. And that was the year Lashley Monday qualified to get in. Yep. So, yeah, lots of fun there. He could even uh, – I don't even know if that – I think DK at that point still didn't even put him in the field or something weird happened that year. So it was a wild one, to say the least. I think you're probably right. That was before they were putting in Monday cues or even considering yeah. putting in – alternates yeah i i think he wasn't there and everyone was like what that yeah so that was fun but um it is i guess you said this will be the third year the detroit golf club it's at 7370 yards par 72 so it seems long but it doesn't play that long it's uh bent grass greens a little bit of poa mixed in there for you grass experts and um it's it's wide open pretty much it's one of those where bryson showed up here and he started his bomb and gouge approach on life and just started crushing it as far as he could. Didn't care if he was in the rough or not. And he just kept wedge festing. And that's why Wolf, like they just kept wedge festing against each other. They're, the par fives are very gettable in two. So Eagles will be there. You mentioned 23 under and 25 under were the winning scores, a.k.a. it's a birdie fest. Um, wide fairways. And, you, and like I said, the rough isn't even that penal. So it's one of those, if uh, the greens are a little smaller, like a little less than 5,200 square feet. So they're not Pebble Beach small, but they're small. But one of the easiest courses to score on in all the PGA Tour. And uh, you got to take advantage of the par fives, at least birdie those for sure. And um, just don't make the big number because there's going to be tons and tons of scoring opportunities. And the hot putter is going to win this week, Jesse. Just what we always love. The hot putter yeah. is yeah, going to win this week. It, it'll be a tilt fest. I mean, what's the cut going to be? Five or six under? Those are the, I, I hate these ones. These are the ones I hate. Yeah. I, I get so mad because my guy, your guy shoots like four or five under. You think he's had a, he's headed to the weekend. And instead, he's heading home, and right. that's a full just like, yep, that's where we're at. So, uh, <laughs> what kind of stats are you looking at? I mean, birdie or better, you got to wait that highly. Par five scoring is huge this week. Um, driving distance, I think, matters because obviously, if you look at the the past two years, um, Bryson and, and Matt Wolf, both of them hit it real far. Uh, so, I think that matters. And then. Luck box putting, I, you know, I don't know if you wait that or not. Uh, you might. There's a little bit of course history, so you can, you know, kind of plug that in. I'm waiting strokes gain off the tee as well. Yeah, off the tee, I heard a stat earlier, and Dom, Dom's in the chat, as always, as a good buddy of the chat and in the Slack chat with us, and he mentioned he believes the last two years the cut was minus four. So something to keep in mind when you're doing all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, Bombers will have the advantage here. It's not the end-all, be-all. Webb Simpson always plays well here, but – Bombers definitely have the advantage to just go up there and wedge it in, like you said. And I heard a stat, I might have been on Mayo's pod Sunday or something, that the tee to green guys are, are off the tee, approach off the tee. Like the top 15 through the week, the top 14 were like in the top 30 finishing positions. So there's a lot to be said about guys getting off the tee very well and uh, bringing it home. Lastly, before we get into the DK picks, fanshiresports.com, use promo code always press to get a discount over at fanshiresports.com. Just a couple things. To check out, it is a Donald Ross design, so you'll get some guys that are trendy in the Donald Ross, but I didn't pull that up because it's very scattered. Like a lot of guys have like really good one time event there and stuff. So, but the last six events, par 72, 7,200 to 7,400 yards. Bryson 
Reed, Sepp Straka's third. Hideki, Matthew Wolf, Nick Taylor. Check out the top five there. In the last six events on Bent with Poa Mix, Ches Reevy, Charlie Hoffman, Bryson, Sepp Straka, Kisner, Hedeki, Matsuyama, yet again. So we got a fun one on our hands here, Jesse. Let's just get cracking. Let's get into the DK picks on this one. Leading the way, the defending champion at 11 4, you have Bryson D. Shambo. At uh, 10 9, you got Patrick Reed, Webb Simpson's 10 6, Matsuyama 10 4. So what do you like up in this range? Um, start up top, obviously, with Bryson. Uh, oh, and Zalatoris is 10,000. My bad. Right. Uh, Bryson up top, he, he had a decent showing at the Travelers. Um, you know, it, it's another one of those weeks. I, I don't know that I'll play anybody above 10K, but I think Bryson is very, very, just like just about every week is GBP worthy. He could, you know, shoot 2,500 again and win this week. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. Uh, next in line for me would be, would be Hideki and kind of a, a, a tie between Hideki and, and Zalatoris. Um, Hideki has played here twice, made the cut twice, 21st, 13th in his, in his two starts. Um, and since his win, you know, he's played okay. Uh, if he, if he can just make some putts, should be fine. Same with Zalatoris. He's coming off a miscut, the U.S. Open. Kind of surprising. Has kind of, I think he kind of has hit a wall where he was playing every single fucking week. Um, and has not played as much over the last month as he has, obviously, um, as he, as he was. So I, I like going back to Zalatoris there at 10,000. Um, is it a Patrick Reed week? Not at 10-9. Is that a Patrick Reed week? I, I can't do it. He finished fifth in 2019, missed the cut last year. Um, I'm just going to pass on that one. I think he makes the cut and probably T25s it, but at 10-9, you need better than that. So I'm going to pass on Patrick Reed on this one. But Bryson's obviously a great play. I'm not going to deny that one. But my, I'm focusing on Hideki at 10-4. Like you said, two for two made cuts. He's playing well. Um, if you're looking for guys that can run hot with the putter, we know his ball striking will be great. So if he can get that putter going, no reason he can't uh, take this one down. Uh, Zalatoris, I like a lot. I'm curious to see his ownership, and I'm with you there. He's coming in some rough form, but I, I'm with you. He hit the wall also. So look for a bounce back. It's kind of like a web.com or a Corn Ferry event, folks. And uh, Willie Z did just fine in this short time on the Corn Ferry. Uh, but the other guy I'm kind of curious of is Webb Simpson. Eighth place last year, coming in horrible form. But that makes for a very intriguing tournament play for me because no one's going to own him. Like Bryson's going to be popular. I think Willie Z could be very popular. I've heard Decky's name mentioned a lot already. I think you get a very low owned Webb Simpson, which will be really, really interesting. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that one uh, goes as, as the week goes on. Because I've been basically reserving my lineups and I build them late Wednesday when I look at ownership, and that's kind of been the recipe of late. It's worked the last few weeks. We're going to keep going that direction and see how things go. Just don't take Ricky Feller. Um, 9K range. We got Neiman at 98, Kokrak at 95, Sungjae 93, Watson 92, Wolf 91, and Bradley, Keegan Bradley, off the missed cut at 9,000. There's one guy I really, really like here, but what are you liking in this range? Is it Kokrak? It is Kokrak. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Kokrak too. But, I, I, yeah. you know, I, we're not going to be no, alone in that, I don't feel like. Um, he won the Charles Schwab, then missed the cut at the U.S. Open. He's never played here, or actually did play here in 2019, finished 29th. He's been a better putter as of late, so I, I like him as well. Um, Neiman at 98, I, I think, is very, very playable. Finished fifth here in 2019. Uh, made a couple made a couple cuts in a row, you know, inside the top 40 for both of them. Um, so I, I think he's fine. And the rest of it, man, 
you know, I just don't know if I can play any of these guys. I think, you know, Sung Jay might be fine at 93. Um, Matt Wolf, you know, I know he finished second, but he also missed the cut the year before that. And is coming off a missed cut at the Travelers. He had a good showing at the U.S. Open. I don't know where his game's at. Keegan at 9K. I don't, I, I don't want to play Keegan at 9K. So he probably will be low owned, but I don't, I'm not going to play him. Yeah, not happening for me either. Like Neiman, yes, Neiman could definitely. I, I, w- I could have seen Neiman be like 10 1 this week. I wouldn't have been surprised. So at 98 in this field, I can see Neiman, but I love Kokrak. The dude is long off the tee. Um, the iron play, like the approach, is one of the better ones in golf right now. It just, like you said, can he putt? And lately he has been putting well. So I think uh, Kokrak is a really, really strong play at $9,500. And Wolf, I'm curious. If he's low owned, I'm going to definitely have some because his form's a mess outside of the U.S. Open, as you mentioned, so it might kind of deter people off of Matthew Wolf. But if we can get a low on Matthew Wolf that can use the same approach he used last year, the same approach he used at the U.S. Open, just bomb it away and then wedge it in at 9,100. I like my chances to just have some fun this week with Matthew Wolf. So we'll see how that one goes. 8K range, you got Jason Day at 89, Hoffman at 88, Fowler 87, Woodland 86, Kisner 85, Homa 84, Higo 83, Griot 82, Tringali 81 and Siwoo Kim and Phil Mickelson at 8,000. Now it's getting fun, Jesse. What do you like in this one? <laughs> Start off with Jason Day, man. I mean, I, I think he's GPP worthy this week after the top 10 um, at the Travelers. You know, he was leading for a little while, obviously fell off a little bit uh, on the weekend, um, shot 62 on Friday. That uh, That to me is a good sign that he's figuring some shit out. Um, so, I know we missed the cut here last year, but I do like Jason Day at 89. Charlie Hoffman, I feel like he's just solid. He did miss the cut here and his only start in 2019, but he hasn't missed a cut still since the Phoenix Open back in February, just making cuts. He started really poorly at the Travelers, shot 63 on Friday um, to make the cut. Didn't have a great weekend, uh, but again, another top 30 for him. Higo at 83, I think he's very much playable. I know he's missed the last two cuts in a row, but you know, after his win or whatever, um, I would take a chance on him. Grio is another guy. Uh, you know, I don't, I hate playing Grio, but from the stats like perspective, he he fits. You know, he's really good. T to green, um, finished 39th here in his only start last year. Has two straight missed cuts, and he's 8200. It's man, this is just it's, it's going to be a, a week. What if I told you it just gets better? When we go yeah, down I farther, I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hoffman eighty eight. He's probably gonna be very, very popular just because of this form coming in. But it's hard to pass up on this kind of like in a field where we're gonna have to take some definite gambles. There's no avoiding that. Taking this one guy, you know, is gonna most likely make the cut. Most likely top twenty five here for you with the potential to top ten or go better. Like you just kind of have to eat some of that with Charlie Hoffman. And it felt ugly on Thursday, but like you say, he shot the sixty three on Friday and kind of played well throughout the weekend. So. Hoffman 88 is very, very strong. I think Kevin Kisner at 85 is interesting. Two made cuts here, including a third last year. He's made back-to-back made cuts. Three out of the four he's made cuts uh, in his last time teaming up with the fifth at the Travelers. He had a great Friday and a great Sunday. Thursdays and Saturday, not so much. But Friday and Sunday, he torched that golf course. Uh, so I'm, I'm intrigued by Kisner. Again, it's a longer course, but if you stay in the fairway, you get a lot of rollout here. I think he'll be okay. So he's interesting in 85. Um, I think Cam Tringali. Two made cuts here, 30th and a fifth. Miscut at the Travelers, but a 26th Memorial, 32 at Charles Schwab. Again, 
He's been wary off the tee of late, but it's not as penal here. So I think Trangali at 81 with that course history or event history can be quite interesting as well. Uh, I think Higo will be popular. The one I want to ask you about, though, Max Home is 8400 bucks. He's coming in in pretty bad form, back-to-back miscuts after a six at the Memorial, but then some miscuts prior to that. He's been kind of wonky right now. But we know he's like a top 25 or 30 player in the world, and he's 8400 bucks. Like, if it's any course where he can use his distance to his advantage and not be penal for it, this seems intriguing to me. Yeah, I could see that um, for sure. Like, but you know, if you look at, he's been a mess. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really his his iron game. I think more than anything else. I mean, he's just only hit. I mean, he's just not hitting very many greens, and that's the problem. Um, Worth a shot, though. I, mean, I would say that for sure. I think you know, in in the realm of guys, he's around here. He is a little underpriced, so I could see why you know that would be intriguing to to play him. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the GPP angle because I think I you. think a lot of people will look at his form and be like, nope, don't want to. Yeah, as the dude that's won like what three months ago right. <laughs> at Riviera for crying out loud. So the dude's talented. It's just a matter of where's he at. So I'm intrigued to say that. That's almost I'm intrigued at the price point and it's like i'd rather play him at 84 than ricky fowler at 87 so we got that going for us and it's another week where ricky fowler's got sponsorship obligations we know how that goes for ricky more often than not (laughs) farmers doesn't work out well we got rocket mortgage this time so we'll see how that plays out uh 79 to 75 got brendan todd doc redman lucas glover hv3 mcneely straka sneds norin stanley reevee hickok lanto Flatbill, Ryan Armour, Adam Hadwin. As you can tell, everyone's playing in the 7 and 6K ranges this week. So uh, what do you like in this grouping? Uh, start off top with Doc at 7,900. I don't think uh, I'll be alone in this, but I think he's a pretty good play at that. You know, 21st last year, second the year before that at this tournament. Um, coming off the 61st last week. Didn't have a good weekend at all, but uh, was second at the Palmetto. So he's played well as of late. I think Brendan Todd is very interesting as a pivot off of him um, at the same price. Most people will not play Brendan Todd. They'll play Doc, and, and Doc will be much more highly touted. But if Brendan can can get the putter going, um, and he he has a propensity to do that, come off the 30th place finish at the Travelers. He did play here last year, finished 57th. So I, I like him as a pivot off of a chalky, what I suspect will be a chalky Doc. Uh Maverick Munili at 77, eighth here last year. Uh, two straight made cuts for him, 30th and 20th in his last two starts. Kyle Stanley, oh, man. Um, I mean, like, he's been making a lot of cuts. He did finish eighth as Charles Schwab three weeks ago or a month ago now, I guess. But, like, he's just not. He doesn't have great finishes. You don't really need that necessarily in this range. He did miss the cut here last year, 21st the year before that. And then Lonto at 75, 21st year last year. Uh, has two straight made cuts. He he's kind of been. It's not been as good of a year for him this year as it was last year. But seems like maybe he's figuring some shit out there. So he you know he made the cut at the U.S. Open, made the cut last week, finished almost dead last. But either way, um, you know, I like Lonto at that price, seventy five hundred, given the guys around him. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you. I think Doc will be very popular as you mentioned, but coming in great form. Great course history. He's very intriguing at $7,900. A couple other ones. Matt McNeely has played very well here in his two trips uh, to Detroit, coming off a nice finish in his recent outings. A guy that uh, excels at uh, his tee to green game, especially his approach game. So the smaller greens might not affect Matt McNeely as much. 
Seth Straka, you know, we just talked about in fan share how much he checks the boxes. I already liked him this week. He's coming in with two great finishes here before. Um, he's got one of the better approach games in all of golf. And usually his biggest bugaboo is getting off the tee. Well, now that's not an issue. That's probably why he's played well here. I think Sepp at 77 is a very, very good play. So I like him quite a bit this week. A few other ones to take a look at. I do like Lanto, as you said. Again, kind of in the vein of the Max Homa. He's coming in kind of wonky form. Probably playing. He's playing better currently than Max Homa. I'll give him that. But another guy that can just go deep off the tee and bring it in from there. So I think Lanto at 75, I like. You have Ryan Armour, who's played very, very well at this golf course at $7,500. I think he might be a little more popular, though. So you could pivot to a Griffin or someone else. And then um, that will do it for me. Actually, I was going to keep going, but that'll do it in the 7,500 range for what me about, on hey, that uh, one. What about Kramer Hickok? I'm not going to. like. I'll let everybody else go and get them some Kramer Hickok this week. Like, he's going to be so popular, I think, after uh, last week. The kid's good. He, he can pipe it. So there's no denying it. But there's got to be some letdown, isn't there? I would think. Yeah. But uh, hey, you never know. I got, I got, like I said earlier, I was kind of pulling for the kid, but then I had my own personal Harris English interest, so it's kind of a, I was torn. But uh, what do you like of the seven to seventy four or seven k to seventy four hundred dollar range? Uh, start up top there with Danny Willett, finished fourth here last year, has three straight made cuts. Um, to his credit, seems like he's playing a little bit better this year. Twenty uh, sixth at the Memorial, sixty fourth PJ Championship. 11th at the British Masters. Luke List, if he can putt, he should be fine. Um, 21st here last year, miscut the year before that. Three straight miscuts for him on tour. Hank Lebiota, uh, two straight miscuts for him at this golf course, but he's made five in a row on tour. So I think he's uh, got some potential there at 72. Bo Hostler at seven. Um, it's like we lost Bubba there. Uh, Bo Hostler at 7K, uh, two straight miscuts um, for him and at this golf course, but he's got two straight top 20s. Uh, you know, in his last two starts, 19th at Palmetto, 10th place last last week at the Travelers, um, and it seems like to me at 7K, he's a bit of a a, a steal there, just coming off those two top 20s. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, this is a it'll be a rough, rough week again. So yeah, it's going to be a rough one. And this this kind of it goes back to this is where you can just play ownership if you want because you're literally throwing it at guys that are all in weird ways trying to uh, probably have equal chances to win. Like Danny Willett, I heard you talk about him. I like him a lot at seventy four. Yeah. You know, he's only missed some time because he had an appendicitis or like appendectomy or whatever. But um, he was playing really, really good golf beforehand. He's played well here. So I like Willett. I think Mark Hubbard coming in really good form, finished very well last week at the Travelers. And if we're talking about a birdie event, he can make birdies in bunches. So I, I think Hubs is interesting at 73. I like the Lebiota call. Tom Lewis, we ride him for a while. He burned us, but then we stopped riding him. He's playing well again. Finished well here, I believe, last year at 72. Then guys like Troy Merritt, Bryce Garnett, and Brian Stewart have all made multiple cuts here. Like they, If you're looking for course history, guys, They've, they've made multiple cuts and come in in decent form. So if you're looking for 7K guys, they're in play at least. Who do you like in the 6K range? Um, I will start up top at 69 with – or yeah, Kevin Chappell, 6900 bucks. Um, now I can't get Fancy Labs to work. 
All these websites so, are having fun right now all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but let me get it pulled back up here. Apologize about that. Well, guys, so, I'm looking at our yeah, Richie Wawinski at 6900. It's a guy I always like in kind of crummier events like this, and we know he's got the birdie upside to birdie in bunches. Uh, this could be a Rogers week coming in. He's, he's played well here, a couple made cuts in a row on tour. So uh, Patrick Rogers is in play. Norlander. I think Cam Champ for his distance in only 6,700 is quite intriguing. If you want to roll those, he's made both cuts in Detroit, but you want to know the current form is kind of shank, shaky. Speaking of shanky, Adam Shank at 6,500. He's made two cuts here. Uh, JB Holmes is coming in in good form, which is scary. He's only 65. And the last guy I'll mention, he's two cuts here and coming in actually good form is Chris Baker at 6,300 bucks. So it's a crappy event. So there's a lot of 6K guys that are plugging out, produce most 7K guys. So if you want to take your chances, take your chances. But um, it, they don't make you feel warm and fuzzy, to say the least. So what do you like? So what do you like in the sixty range? <laughs> Kevin Chappell finished sixty uh, second here last year. Um, two straight make cuts for him at sixty nine hundred bucks. I, I hope he's getting it figured out. He's much better than a sixty nine hundred dollar golfer in this field, especially. Bo Hogue, he did miss the cut here last year, coming off a miscut. WD for some reason, my model just likes him. Um, Bramlett at sixty seven will be another guy that I would look at. Curtis Thompson. At 65, uh, I don't know, for some reason the model also likes him. So that take that for what it's worth. Oh, man, there's I mean, there's there's plenty of guys down low that you know you would think would have a chance, like Nick Watney finished 46 there last year, but has has not made a cut. When's the last time fucking Nick Watney He's made been a playing cut? horrific golf right Jesus. now? He's gonna probably lose his tour card pretty soon. I mean <laughs> He hasn't made a cut since the Safeway Open back in September. <laughs> I, would, uh, I would maybe steer clear from from that. Ryan Bram, who I've mentioned in the past, you know, I, if he can get it figured out too, he's missed a shit ton of cuts in a row. God, man, this is it's rough. It's rough treading down at the bottom of the six K. So best of luck if you're down there. Yep, place where as Dom Walton said, he's he's a Patrick Rogers supporter here. He lost seven strokes putting last week. Traditionally, a good putter. His TD Green was top ten in the field at the Travelers. So remember, we're looking for a guy to like run it, out with a putter. So yeah, Dom's always sure. got I mean, the, the stats. He's got them all. Rogers, another guy to target for a uh, first round leader too. Probably. Yeah, because when he runs hot, he runs real hot. Him, Sepp Straka is another guy that could get run hot in a round. Um, but yeah, Dom, he's been winning bets. He's been doing well in the mini max. He's always in the Slack chat dropping knowledge. So if you want to join us in there, I highly recommend it. He's a very very savvy savvy PGA guy. Um, let's recap things real quick, Jesse. Ten k and above. Who's your top choice? Shit, I was ready to move on to the damn betting uh, side of it. Uh, I'll say, I'll say Bryson is the top choice. I mean, you know, it, for what it's worth, six at, at that top price, you know. But that's the guy that I would, I would most definitely play if I'm above ten k. I think my guy would be Hideki Matsuyama, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Nine k oh, range, we both on Kokrak. Yep, yep. Eight k range, who's your guy? Jason Day. Interesting, interesting. I'll go Hoffman's team to be too really chalky. So I'll go Cam Tringali to be a little different. Uh, seventy-five to seventy-nine. Who's your one? Um, I'm gonna be just just to be a little bit different. I'm gonna say Brendan Todd. I'm gonna go Sepp Straka. Uh, seven k, seven k to seventy-four. Uh, Bo Hostler. Uh, that's interesting. I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Hubbard. Mr. Hubbard will be the one, but I will it a lot. I think a lot of the low 7K guys are going to be fun. And then if you have to pick one 6K guy, where are you going? Chapel. I'll probably go with uh, with Patrick Rogers. That would be my dude. 
If you're building a cash game lineup, where are you starting? Um, I'm starting by donating my money to a charity. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would, rough, you know, rough week for cash. Yeah, it is. I think Hoffman is cash viable. Um, I would mm-hmm. put Stanley in that uh, category as well. And then, oh, man, I mean, you know, if you can afford somebody like Kokrak, I would probably try to get there. But yeah, I'd say like Hoffman, Redmond, Armor, maybe. Uh, it's ugly. It's ugly. But GPP is an ugly cash means GPP for days. So what are three guys you start your GPP lineup out with? Uh, Bryson, Bo Hostler, and then I would throw in uh, somebody like Higo. 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 I'll go Kokrak. Um, give me Max Homa. And give me Lonto Griffin. Like Let's that. have some fun. Let's get wild. I can, I can dig that. Yeah, just give me these bombers. Let's see who can run hot. Like that's that's what we're going with this week. Like if it, just imagine, there's what five guys over 10k. If you combine the 9k guys, let's say there's 12 guys. I'm just I could look, but I'm being lazy. 12 guys. Imagine if like 10 of them missed the cut. Pure chaos is going to ensue in Detroit. No one's going to watch TV on Saturday and Sunday. But yeah. um, for DK wise, like four or six lineups are going to have some life. It's going to be very very exciting. So <laughs> we'll see. We have two weeks before. One of my favorite majors. Like the Masters is great, but I love the British Open. And we did yeah. not get one last year. So I'm very I'm excited about this. So we got that going for us. I told you, and you agreed. So it's not like facts, but we said this would be a quick one because it is the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And next week is one that's near and dear to Jesse's heart. No, his is his is the Barber's Law. It's two weeks. Yours is two yeah, weeks. Yeah, it's the same week as the as the Open. As the open. open. Yeah. yeah. You don't get the proper respect it deserves. You get kind of overshadowed. It's not fair. But um, we got the John Deere next week. Everyone calls it the fifth major, all the bad jokes there. So we'll have fun with that. Another loaded field, folks. Everyone trying to qualify for the Open one last time. So that'll be fun. That's the private charter just set up to take them overseas. But uh, for now, good luck this week. Check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BDN Trick, the podcast at Always Press DFS. Again, join us in the Slack chat if you have some more questions as we'll be breaking stuff down throughout the week there. More and more guys are playing it. Guys join the Slack chat for like football and baseball and stuff. Now they're all playing golf every week. So they're, 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 it's, it's hilarious. They love it. Like, I didn't know about this two to four day sweat. This is amazing. So like they're all, they're all loving it now. So come join us in there. But other than that, this was the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast previewing the 2021 Rocket Mortgage Classic. See you guys later. Hey, the show goes on all night till the morning we